desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is the desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Napoleon Hill. This, my friends, is the birth of a brand new show called The Little Blue Pill for Business. Well done, it's baby. all started yeah, out that was after fine. an interview with a great friend of mine, Jonathan Bengal. <laughs> and we finished off an episode of nice. Business Ownership Podcast. I'm definitely going to have to put and explicit content on you. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure a little bit behind the curtain, if you will. Or what the hell? I'm going to be clicking on it even more. We're going to call this Sex <laughs> and Clients. You know, what's funny well, about that is, so my episodes um, mm-hmm. where I've got like the word sex and something you know, tight. Like, for example, one of my most famous talks is sex and entities. Um, <laughs> that one is a fun conversation. Love it. And so, like, that one on Facebook, yeah. that one has, it's kind of cold in here. Um, that one, yeah. surprisingly, anytime I put, like, sex and advertising, sex and taxes, sex and, anytime I use the word sex, has the highest clicks, highest oh. clicks per episode. Whereas if I don't mention the word sex, not very much. Nothing. It's just crazy. I mean, to go from like 40 clicks to like over 200 clicks because you use the word sex in it. <laughs> and, you know, I remember being at Javiology in Canada because I met you in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was the first one in Canada and, um, in, and um, Calvary, Calgary, Calgary. Mm-hmm. Is that where it was? Calgary? Yep. Is that like the prairie lands and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calgary. Anyways, so um, <laughs> I remember getting up and saying, like, you know, I'm a host of Naked Tax Talk, you know, da, da, da. and I forget what someone said. And I said, well, the reason why, I mean, here's what I figured out. Pornhub has over a billion subscribers. And what I know is that people are secretly jerking off, clicking on Naked Tax Talk, hoping to find two people naked. <laughs> and all they're going to find is tax advice. <laughs> but they'll be a lot happier about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of fascinating too, because like something I've discovered about myself is like, depending on like either the host or the guest, I will find myself kind of moving along like with them. Like one of my funniest episodes, which was terrible actually in the grand scheme of things. Not that it was terrible. It's just the situation in the sense that I interviewed this woman. Uh, I just met her and she's a virtual bookkeeper, but she was so amazingly hilarious that I was like, you got to get on my show like right now. And so we put it on the show and her whole, the whole time she was pixelated because of the internet oh. connection or something. It was just, you know, but we just kept, you know, just plow through. Just kept going. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I, we were joking left and right. And I was like, you know, she really is that beautiful, but we can't show her face. Like, I mean, it was just like, it was fantastic. But it, it just depends, I think, on like, you know, where we're going. Because I got some guests, like I'm sure you experienced this. Some guests can be like really serious. You know, they don't want to do too much. And then, quiet. yeah, <laughs> and then you'll get, and then you'll get people like me probably. Or you. Like, bam. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing your show for? We launched tomorrow. So oh. we have, we have 15 episodes. 
uh, done. And so I'm going to be, I'm, I'm launching all of them. So I hope to get this done tonight and I'll launch it tomorrow, oh. um, which is probably unheard of <laughs> to most podcasters. But um, yeah, I want to start off with a bang and I want to start off with a bunch of content there so that uh, people can go through it one after the other and have a lot of fun with it. And then I've got a bunch of other people lined up so um, I can do those on a weekly basis. That's going to be awesome. I did that too with Naked Tax Talk back in September. We interviewed, I think it was 16, we did 16 episodes. They just now came back to me fully edited. Now, mind you, it was all video. And um, so, yeah. So that's why actually I created the show Naked Tax Talk Raw. Um, so a really good friend, I don't know if you know him, Paul Chow. Nope. Um, really a brilliant, brilliant man. I'm telling you, videographer, YouTube guy, like he totally gets everything. So anyway, so he's the one who was like, I don't know why you're not calling your show Naked Tax Talk Raw and just go on live. And it just stuck. It really did. Oh, and yeah. So that's why I created it because I couldn't wait for these episodes. To keep oh, yeah. Because no I couldn't shit. keep going out there and going, I have a show, I have a show. And they're like, well, where are you? And there's nothing there. No. <laughs> you, be you begin to lose credibility, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's why I created Naked Tax Talk Raw. And it's, it's quite interesting that's evolved. Um, it's evolved. And what I love about it is, like, just recently, about three weeks ago, I changed, the pro I changed the format. So Wednesdays, I go solo. I play solo. So I go on there. Like right now, I'm doing my, my talk on the, on the Camino. Yep. And then I'm trying to find guests for, like, a live show either Thursdays or Fridays that I bring on that further support, obviously, what we do here. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah. So speaking of which, what is it that you do? Tell me again, because maybe you should come on my show. Since I showed you, you showed me yours, I'll show you mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we do, um, we do digital marketing automation. So um, Brett, Brad and the team specialize in Fusionsoft. And uh, we basically help a company with everything that is marketing, but only if they're in Fusionsoft peeps. So it's... Um, we specialize in affiliate marketing. So anybody that's a coach and author and wants to be in the JV world and uh, particularly handy having Jay around. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we, uh, so we, we know, we understand that whole concept of how you create an opt-in and how you trickle it up in the ladder of ascension and, tr and helping companies build money fast. So it's, they're spending money on ads and Google and doing this and that and trying to figure out like hoping that something sticks when they do it. And we're like, no, you need to do this. And then you do that. And then you do this and don't be putting out 25 freaking posts on Facebook all the time. It's ridiculous. Put out like screw around, put whatever you want. But when you're spending money on it, do it for this, Very for that, for this, it. and always have a call to action at the end of everything you do and upselling and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's being able to take people that maybe don't understand the world and training them on how this world works. And sometimes it's people like Jay that clearly understand how it works, but they have such a huge um, back end that they need a <laughs> whole team crawling in there. That's a joke. <laughs> and, and we take care of that. <laughs> yeah, a huge back end. <laughs> well, Jay said one time, I've got the deepest back end in the industry and I no. lost my shit. <laughs> Did you just say that? <laughs> great guy, man. I mean, top notch. He's hilarious. I love it. I think it's great. Um, no, I think this would be no. great. I see like, like exactly what you're talking about is actually it would be really good value 
added because I've had a few people come on, talk about websites or, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, you should definitely be a guest on my show. I think that would you should be awesome. For that because yeah, we, we're all about strategy first. So my four S's are strategy, systems, support, and state of mind, in order to scale. So I guess it's really five S's. Um, and that's funny. Yeah, go ahead. The big S equals four little S's. <laughs> we want to <laughs> get to the big S. <laughs> yes, self-sustained. Um, exactly. So yeah, we want you to get to your company to a place where it runs better without you than it does with you. And then you can decide whether or not you want to play in there or start something else or whatever the hell you want to do. It's so funny you say that. So I know this about the universe. It always says yes. It doesn't know no, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it takes a while to understand what the hell that actually means. But um, <laughs> I, so I made a wish to the universe that I needed somebody to do what I'm doing. Like I want to train them. I want to like with my director, like, she, she came in knowing nothing about anything. Now she manages everything, right? Like, the, because I've given her that power in a way and I've, I've taught her what, the, to do it my way, right? The, as I call now, I'm, re, I'm actually using a new hashtag called hashtag Beng, the Bengal experience. Nice. And um, yeah, hashtag the Bengal experience. And that came from when I was a teacher because my kids, the word on the street was, you have to go have Mr. Bengal as your teacher because that's how impactful I was, right? Like you've nice. got to go have Mr. Bengal. So they, so the, so the street, the street terms were the Bengal experience. That's what they would call it. And so I just now, so right now I didn't necessarily bring it up on your show per se, but I'm actually in the process of being rebranded again. Mm -hmm. So I've got a branding team now behind me that's rebranding Jonathan Bengal. And so Jonathan Like a Bengal Bengal tiger? Uh, no, uh, my tagline for B&I used to be that. Used to be like, I'm Jonathan Bengal, your text tiger. Meow. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but it's too literal and it turns out, I just learned this from a guy named Uwe or Uwe. Um, I'm going to be on his show actually. And I want to be on a stage in June to then June, but he basically, uh, says, so he's German and he says, you know what your name means? And I said, no freaking clue. And he goes, if you take B out of it and left with E N G E L, that means angel. Like it's angel, right? Angel. And he goes, but when you put the B in front of it, it means mischievous, mischievous child. Not completely inaccurate. You know. <laughs> so I was like, well, <laughs> goddamn, talk about universe having purpose, right? Like it just totally is like, let's go give you a name with Bengal, right? So um, I don't know where I was going with all that jazz, but anyways, something about something. Rebranding your name. Oh yeah, branding. So I'm, be- yeah, so I'm totally being rebranded. And so my branding specialist, she's like, now that you got the book, now that you've got the show, you've got the, you know, you got the, the business end of it. Like you need to just brand Jonathan Bengal. And so I was like, cool. So we have like a photo shoot set to go here and, you know, on and on and on. And so it's, I'm super excited about it because in a way I finally, finally do get it. And I've always known it, but I never accepted it. And that is that people ultimately want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, of course, what they get pissed about is that they come into the door and then I say, okay, so here's your account manager. Who's gonna, yeah. gonna... <laughs> Welcome to Walmart. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. People, I mean, if you want to work with me directly, you're going to pay me like at least $100,000 a year if you want to work with me directly sure. nowadays yeah. anyways. So uh, anywho, so that's the, so this is what I'm slowly figuring out. I was like, oh, you know, like the biggest aha moment for me in this industry, like I'm talking badass big aha moment. So I've invested, last year I invested over $48,000 in coaches. Never again. And 
never again. And um, yes, you will. You'll just find the right one. I did Almost find the right one. I did mm-hmm. find the right one. So um, as I was saying on your show, actually, and I used to recording this, maybe you can splice some things together or whatever, but um, I, did, I did everything backwards. That's been my whole life, do everything backwards, right? I was born poor, become wealthy, right? Like I couldn't just be born wealthy and stay wealthy, right? Like I go born and wealthy. And when I saw my first coach t- speaking from stage, I just absolutely fell in love. I was just like, oh my God, I want to be that. I want to be it, everything about it. And so, of course, I invested really quickly into their high-end program. And what I did not realize at that time is that I didn't even have an offer, technically. I didn't have a talk. I didn't have anything, right? But, hey, c'est la vie. And um, so, essentially, I got, at least I learned how to like, have the confidence to show up like a million bucks, put it that way. And um, that's why I said, like, I started out first with, like, oh, I get it, to speak to the masses, to sell at the same time from a stage. Like, I loved it, Right. And it, it's the story behind it and whatnot. And then I had to meet Amana, who, of course, taught me this inspirational speaking. And then I hired my third coach. Uh, her name is Michelle Weinstein. And she works with only accountants. And she's the one who helped me come up, honestly, like, finally. Like, I've been hearing all about it, the avatar. And I've been hearing all along about, you know. And so, because I worked with her for eight weeks, I think it was, or six weeks or something. Wow, that is a good mic that you can't even hear you when you're out of the range. That's Thank awesome. you. Um, sure, baby. Only the finest. So uh, that's me. <laughs> so I ended up creating what we call our Naked Tax Talk sales binder. And mm-hmm. she's the one who's going to give me the foundation, which is fabulous. And this is like in January, January, February, when I got back from heaven. I was on a cruise for eight days. I went to heaven. Um, nice. So she's the one who basically says, who, you know, who is that client, right? And now I can tell you right now with full confidence who she and he is. So her name is, her name is Tiffany Diamonds. That's going to be my drag name. Uh, okay. Tiffany Diamonds and Tommy Great Lee. Great name. And um, they, they're, they basically, that's women or LGBT. They make $150,000 or more in gross revenue. They've been in business three to five years. And they, quite frankly, are just tired of paying too much in taxes, right? And they're just totally afraid of being caught. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to create all of that. And then what was really fascinating is she gave me probably the most powerful thing I'd ever learned, both personally and business-wise, and that was called boundaries, And (laughs) because, because out of my own desire to be loved so bad, so bad Mm -hmm. that in my personal life, right. It meant that I, I basically slept on whoever would give me love in a way, confusing Mm -hmm. the two. Right. And then I eventually I would learn that there's a difference and all that kind of fun stuff. And when it came to business, I was doing, I wasn't, I was doing the same thing. In fact, I'm writing another book right now called sex and taxes. And like in that example where I was just sleeping with everybody, so to speak, that happened in business too. I just started sleeping with everybody in a way, I mean, hypothetically, I mean, figuratively, in a way to make money, right? Mm, yep. Without realizing that I'm actually very fucking valuable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I put my foot down. And so Michelle's the one who said, yo, yo, yo. JD. Michelle's are awesome, just saying. <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah, <laughs> so she says, she goes like, they have to do 10 things first before they can even, before they can even talk to you. And I said, what? And so she gave me, she helped me come up with 10 cock blocks, basically, that a client has to go through (laughs) in order to come talk to me. And surprise, surprise, the people that go through all these 10 uh, loopholes, I almost said holes, but through these 10 (laughs) loopholes, they they actually, uh, they they, they tend to be the best clients because they're willing to do the work. 
Of course. Way in advance of even mm-hmm. investing with us, right? Way in advance. And um, so that was big. And what was ironic is that I took these boundaries and I took the same thing back to my personal life. And I set the same boundaries up, meaning I started looking at myself and going, hold on just a second, right? And by the way, this is very personal, but I talk about it all the time. Um, it took me making love to a woman at the age of 37 to realize how, um, how, how powerful, number one, women really are. This is why men make, make you guys second-class citizens and write laws to treat you like that. Um, but two, what it helped me to realize is being a bottom as a gay man is like going like, oh, this is what they're all chasing. They're all chasing this amazing sensation and they'll do anything and everything they can to get it. And mm-hmm. so when I realized how powerful our pussies are, that's when I was like, oh, rain check on that one. Hold on just a second. Not anybody can get up in here now. Exactly. Right? Nice. So I took these same boundary checks and I took them with me in my personal life. And so at my personal life, I, had, I technically, ha- I do have a husband and we're a very open relationship, 11 years together, loving, amazing man, just loves me to death and I love him to death. And I've always had like a boyfriend, maybe two. And, um, but it was always a one-sided relationship typically in those cases, right? It was always a hit you up when they wanted it. And what I realized in that situation is that's kind of like in business as well, mm-hmm. in the sense that if somebody on a personal side texts you, hey, baby, what's up? And because you have a, you have a need, right? I got to get my stuff scratched. So I say, hey, what's up, right? And then the sub's up, come over, come over. And then we do the deed, right? If they nut and fail to let me nut, right? Typically mm-hmm. what happens, they wipe up and leave. This is what guys do. <laughs> and so it leaves us in the position of, well, I got a nut too, right? So all that creates is more desperation, more, more, that's really what it is, more desperation, more of a need, more of a need, more of a need. And we call this a void. I call it a void. And you're just constantly feeling empty, quite literally empty. And so in business, it's no different. If a client comes to you and it's like, oh, you know what? I need that tax service, right? And you're like, fantastic, I'll do it for you. And they're like, okay, great. So how much is it? And then you're like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, like a thousand bucks. And they're like, no, 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 I'll give you like a hundred dollars, right? That's the same equivalent as them coming and then not, not letting you. So they give you the hundred dollars, right? You become their bitch, by the way, overnight when that happens. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, it, you're doing all this extra work for very little pay. And so the two are the same. And so what happens as a business owner is you get in that same cycle of desperation over and over and over and over. So you're like cutting deals, right? I'll give you a discount. I'll do it for free. I'll do this. I'll do that. All an attempt to fulfill your own need, which is to get money. Let's be real mm-hmm. here, right? By the way, I think this is going to be great podcast shit. I'm just saying. I'm thinking we're going to have to re-edit it the second half as uh, sex and clients. <laughs> sex and cl- Oh my God, I love it. Sex and clients. So, so now all of a sudden when I went home and I said, no, you know what? No, no, no. You don't just text me when you're in the mood. You will come when I'm in the mood. And that changed. The power dynamics changed in that, right? And the right. ones that can no longer face the fact that when I was horny, I was horny, right? Mm-hmm. They disappeared. They left. They want to go find other people, right? And that's part of the Buddhist in me that goes, I'm not going to be attached to the outcome. It's toodles noodles, right? Mm-hmm. In business, that also was the same thing. When clients would come in, they'd be like, how much for that? I'm like a thousand bucks. And they're like, how about a hundred? And I'm like, how about 1200? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Oh, you're that kind. Oh, two grand. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, how about a little bit more? Right. And it's, yes. it's about in that moment, the fact that I choose not to step down for something that I'm less than because I finally accepted that I'm valuable. Nice. 
that's the moment we stop and we step into true power, right? Because at the moment when somebody personally wants to come sleep with you, I've met plenty of, plenty of person like this, where it's about them coming and you coming, right? It's always making sure you get your nut off and then they'll get their nut off or whatever, right? Don't you agree that's a beautiful moment in life when that happens? Oh, of course. That's amazing. So for me, I was like- I'm a woman. I don't just do it once though. <laughs> I know. I know how you feel. So you pretty I'm much like, can't walk in my enclosed vicinity without that happening. <laughs> God, guy, I, I know how to praise myself. I'm good. <laughs> I get you. So you kind of like, this is why I have multiple lovers. Anyway, so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so what I discovered is that like the, this, this dynamic changed personally, it, it radically changed. And in the business, it radically changed when I started having these boundaries. And so ironically enough, I, business owners need to have these boundaries, but we forget that we have to have boundaries, right? Again, the desperation. And so, um, then the next step from there, though, what I realized before you can get there is understanding the cycle, the life cycle of when someone enters your life. And so I actually begged my friend, her name is Chevelle, Chevelle McPherson. She's a, she's a lawyer and now she's a business coach. And I begged her, I begged her. And I met her when I was in heaven on the cruise. And we spent days together, days and nights together. And she gave me such amazing, valuable information just because that's the kindness of her heart, right? And when we got back to back to earth. Uh, <laughs> a few months later, I called her up and I was like, please let me be your client. Cause she only works with women. That's primarily her clientele. And she says, you know what? I'll work with you. I'll, I'll take a ledge and I'll work with you. And so she became, she's now my current coach and probably the best coach that I've hired in terms of like the business, the basic business side of the marketing side of it. Right. Nice. So she, through her knowledge, like the way she explains it, like I do very simple, all of a sudden, like the pieces of the cogs started to fit, like click, click, click. So, you know, you hear the whole thing. Who's your avatar? Okay, got that down. She helped me come up with the name, Tiffany Diamonds. Got it. I have a picture. Soon I'll do the face drag just to transform into her maybe. We'll figure that one out later for another episode. And then, then from there, just last, just last week, I'm frustrated, right? Because I'm like opt-in offers, opt-in offers. What the fuck are opt-in offers? Still a year later, a year and a half later. And how does this apply to tax planning? And I'm having accountants reach out to me now and they're like, how are you doing what you're doing? And I'm like, I know how to do what I did, right? But I'm, <laughs> I'm learning. Nice. So we did the assessment. I have a quiz. That's an opt-in offer. I have my PDF, the audit mitigation risk assessment, right? Whatever I just called it. That's what that is. Um, I have my book, ABC Seductions. That's an offer, right? So I got all these, finally, I'm like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute. I don't have to, because I think the most difficult thing about being a business owner is trying to create something. Mm -hmm. Like, and luckily I'm very creative. So it comes to me very naturally. But the idea of something natural linked, you know, like you got to concentrate and think about it. It's actually very difficult. And boom, bada bang, it comes up and you're like, oh, yes, right? So I already had all this stuff. And like I said, when she was like, well, your landing page, and here's the formula to the language. Girl, let me tell you, I have an entire document that I created called landing page language that I created for myself using her formula. And I just plugged in, I just plugged in her, like she has like two phrases and then the rest of it's all on me. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing that she really helped me identify was the ultimate pain. And again, like Iman a year ago, right. His first things were do your research, go find out what people want, you know, boom, boom, boom. And for whatever reason I was, I didn't do it. I was intimidated. Again, I didn't understand anything about anything. I was too busy trying to figure out a talk. <laughs> and so I did that, right? I actually did. Now I understand it. People, if you're listening, 
spend the goddamn time and interview at least 20 people. And what those 20 people taught me was the use of the language, ultimate fear of being caught, the fear of being caught by the IRS, sleepless nights, anxiety, heart palpitations, right? And then on the sex side, one of my friends, Natalie McQueen, so credit to you, Natalie, she gave me the phrase, all I want is the rhythm of financial success. Nice. Done, right? Done for me. And now I just plug it in. So check this out. I have, a, I have a, um, an opt-in offer and I call it how to, how to add 15.3% more in your business overnight without nice. paying more in taxes, even though it may feel wrong. That's awesome. <laughs> right? Because yeah. if there's one thing I know about society, girl, they mm-hmm. love to shame us. They love to make us feel less than everybody. And that comes from the realization that the moment we're born, everybody places their expectations on who we should be. Everybody. And so we spend our whole lifetimes trying to fulfill those people's dreams, not realizing that we ourselves want to be who we are, right? Like this is what we spend our whole goddamn life on. Absolutely. So, right? Like this is shame. Yes. So, and the reason why I know this is because earlier I mentioned that fact about, you know, like paying less in taxes and the social thing behind it and stuff. And quite honestly, like I had a conversation with someone and they mentioned this, right? Like we should all be paying our fair amount of taxes and, you know, for the roads and the education and blah, 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 blah. And all I could think of was, wasn't that just a shaming remark you just delivered? Making me feel guilty for saving people hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes? Fuck that. Exactly. Right? Like, what? I'm not going to be shamed of this. Who are you? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. Oh, my God. I love it. Anyways, I just gave you some more golden nuggets. You can do episode two follow-up or something. I am like totally that. taking that and doing episode two, the follow-up. Yeah, I think this is, this is, and you're going to have to definitely give me the link though, because I got to get that. Oh, that's where I was going with all this. So I figured out the opt-in offer. I figured out that I have, I do already have the low end, what they call it, low end offer, mm-hmm. right? And I have my superior, I don't have a middle one, I don't have time for a middle one, but I have the superior one, right? Like yep. I said earlier, like, I didn't even realize I had a low end opt-in offer. I was just telling people, oh, absolutely, you know, it starts with, I used to call it an application. You know, and, that, and at that time it was 997. It's a one-time application. I do guarantee it and say, if I can't find you that amount of money in tax savings in the future, I'll give you back your money, right? That's the fair thing to do. And um, I didn't realize that the application was my low-end opt-in offer. Nice. And so, of course, last week, this is why people can't drag their feet, by the way. This is a lesson in consumerism. Don't drag your goddamn feet hoping there'll be a better deal because I'm going to tell you right now, guiltily as this sounds, one should take advantage of one that's figuring this shit out. Because last week, that same tax, elite tax savings assessment was $997. The next day, it's now $2,500. Nice. You can be in drag, but don't drag your feet. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. You heard that from Michelle. She's going to get credit for that one. Do not drag. What is it? Um, you, you can, can be go in drag. drag, but don't drag your feet. Yeah, you can be in drag, but don't drag your feet. Because it's true. Like, it, mm-hmm. isn't, this, isn't this true? Like, I get it that salespeople can use that as a sales technique, right? Mm-hmm. Like, create that. But there's also a lot of truth behind that. Because, oh, it, right? Absolutely, yes. That there's, 
especially when I find when you find somebody that over delivers. And I think the, the best skill I could ever teach somebody is how to be able to um, assess somebody else's character and identify whether or not they're the kind of person that over delivers. Because there is nothing worse than having, like you said earlier, paying out a ton of money and feeling like you've been raped or worse, neglected. Neglected. <laughs> you know, that you're like, did I just put that into the, and what the hell just happened there? Whereas when you work with somebody that over delivers, then you always feel good about it. And if you do feel like they're not getting paid what they deserve to be paid, you can always give them more. That's the like, truth. It, that's, yes, I'm totally with you. That is the truth. It's the, what it comes back to is something that I will give credit to the first coach. And that was the Pandora box that was unlocked. And the Pandora box was the money story, right? What's your money story? You know, what do you feel about money, right? And of course, when you're poor, you're like, what money, right? And little did I know that that seeps into our adult life, right? It seeps into, the, it seeps into your business, right? It does all of that bullshit. And that was really like the beginning of going like, hmm. And then really what it began for me anyways was to question value and to say, okay, well, what do I value and how much do I value, right? And what's fascinating about this is I had a guy that came who does my yard and typical yard guys, unfortunately, are typically undervalued, but yet, in my opinion, one of the best things, because that's your fucking house, part of my French, but like, Pardon mon français, la putain, c'est la putain, la jardin putain. And, you know, it's like the garden is what everyone sees. It's like the haircut. That's mm -hmm. why people pay hundreds of dollars to go see the coiffeur because, you know, they're going to make you look like a million bucks, which, by the way, I got to give her a raise. So the point is, <laughs> is it's about value. So this guy charges me. He's like, oh, it's like 50 bucks. I go, and that includes dog poop? Yeah, it includes dog poop. God damn, this is the best deal I've ever had. But you know what, though, because I know what it feels like to have someone undervalue me, I couldn't do it to him. So I actually, every time that he comes over, I always give him 120 bucks. Nice. Even though he charges me 50, I always give him more. Um, it's kind of like what you just said, like my, my, my magic coach, my the visionary coach, right? Same thing. She's expanding. She's growing. She's learning this and vice versa. And the other day, we had a reverse sales call, a reverse coaching call so to speak. So we did my session. And then I was like, can I, can I give you a couple of tips too? And um, so I helped her with her pricing. I was the first person to pay her more, right? Because nice. I adjusted the pricing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what good clients do for you. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh, oops. Right. But the whole point about it is like, I do value what you're doing. I do value what's happening. Right. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what it boils down to. And eventually once we start to understand that we value ourselves, then we can ultimately start to look around and go, do I value that person? Do I value that service? Do I value those shoes? Or do I value the car, right? But until we look at ourselves and go, what's my value? You know? Yep, absolutely. You may not know, but I wrote a book called Business Ownership Mindset. And it's uh -huh. basically understanding that when we create a business, that it's a personification of ourselves. Yes! So it's well, you know we're going to end on that note. Stay tuned for our next episode. It's a continuation of our conversation. Thank you for listening to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast with your mistress in business, Michelle Nedelec. Why are you still here? Go to littlebluepillforbusiness.com and get your goodies. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with somebody else that you know would enjoy getting it up in business. 
after you subscribe to the podcast, of course, so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, check the notes for links. Oh, and only tell your wife if she's into this, you know, entrepreneurship. And I'll see you both on the other side.